This is the MLW Radio Network. Time to start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrick. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeman. I am Mike Friel, and this is Front Row Material. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful, bald-headed, bearded, extra on Season 7 of Duck Dynasty. His name is... The Rit. Ritster, how you doing, buddy? It's good to see you. Not bad. How you doing, Freeland? I tell you what, I'm I'm pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I can't really complain. Can't really... Hey. No one, no one wants to listen anyways, and people no. that do want to charge you 100 bucks an hour to lay on the couch. Oh, my God. You know, I've gone to a psychiatrist before, and here's the problem I have with going to a psychiatrist, right? I, I think it's fantastic to go. However, I went to a psychiatrist who was – this was when I was single, so I can say the story. She was extremely attractive. So at that point in time, I was like, ah, do I really say exactly what's going on in my head? Do I completely kill my chances of getting a date or something like that? Or do I open up to her and tell her my deep-seated problems, my histories with my mother and all these other kind of things? So I did what any good human being would do. I lied. I made it all up. And I pushed hard for that date. And, well, I didn't make it. And I'm still suffering from issues from my mom. But, you know, live and learn, right? That's life. Hey, you, you should have went to, went to take her out for a burger, you know? You never Sometimes. stop with that. You never stop you, you, with that, do you? you? You cut that burger in half? No, you don't cut it in half. You don't cut unless you have dainty hands. Do you have dainty hands? I've got tiny hands. Yeah, I bet you do. Well, I'm glad you do because you know what? The person that is going to be joining us now does not have dainty hands. This individual is a monster. Could probably let let let's let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If we took this individual out for a meal at a restaurant, I mean, it, it may be more expensive than my current student loan bill. I'm just hey, saying. Hey, first off, I'm surprised he came back a second time. Second. See, here's the problem. When you say stuff like that, then stars don't want to come back because they're like, oh, shit, what did I get myself into? He's probably right. My God. Thank you. And the, Thank and you. Second, Talk us up. Second, I'm still waiting on that little di- dinner, I was buying bur- us burgers, you know? Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. That's Man. it. That's just like the, hey, you know what? I'll call you. We'll set something up. Yeah. And then they don't call you to set it up. Well, I tell you what. Here's the deal. We'll find out. We'll get the answer today. We'll get, we'll get you your answer, okay? Okay. And maybe he can set me up with a good psychiatrist. You know, somebody who's – I don't want to use the word ugly – but just uh, not that great because I have a lot of issues. I do. I'm, I'm like the modern day George Costanza. Ooh. Yeah. Man. Anyway, here- let's, let's stop talking. We're, they're not here to give rat's ass about us. Let's be no, honest. No, no. Okay. But, I'm still but, sitting behind a, a, a Christmas lights. Okay. How ridiculous is that? Pretty ridiculous. Pretty ridiculous. Guys. Freeland, yes. Who do we have, do we have on, on this tonight? We have O'Shea. We have O'Shea Edwards joining us, huge star in the wrestling industry. I am geeking to find out everything that's going to be going on. Maybe 
Get a little inside track on exactly all that's happening. Ring of Honor people are the hottest commodities out there right now. Uh, OJ's videos online are amazing. I want to talk to him about that because no one cuts a better promo right now. I mean, we, we talk about so many people who create great promos. This guy creates amazing promos. So we're going to talk about that as well. Also find out where we can find the monster himself uh, if he's coming into your area as well. And all the details of everything in between. But right now, let's go ahead and bring him on in. O'Shea Edwards. Welcome back to the program, my friend. Oh, man. I, man, I've been called out, man. Oh, oh, oh hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a, I think last time we talked, man, it's been, it's been really busy. So... Yeah, I, I we do we do got link up for those burgers, man. I haven't forgot. It's just like I gotta find some time to actually get a chance to be able to do it. That's what hey. most that's what most of the women that I asked out would say before I finally got married. I, we we do we really do we really, we really do. But I'm like you're gonna I'm I'm busy. I got stuff. Freeland, from, from I, what I understand, the wife tells you that every now and then too. <laughs> Like I said, though, I haven't met on my word. I haven't forgot about you. I really, really haven't. Um, like I said, the past six months has been absolutely just a blur. And like January has been like the first time I've actually had a chance to like stop and take a breath about everything. So, um, yeah, man, I haven't forgot about you, man. We're going to make it happen, I promise. So there's so many things that are going on inside wrestling since the last time we talked. I mean, oh, my gosh. Like, I often look at things – from the perspective, and I think you may agree, when one door closes, it definitely allows opportunities and availabilities in other areas. So you have to always look at something as, you know what, this is a new chapter that's going to happen. And I think this has really proven to be itself when it comes to Ring of Honor because you guys are the most talked about roster right now. Like I don't think anyone's talking more about Ring of Honor than they have ever in a really long time. So Take me through the process here of how things are going with you. Um, what additional information are you hearing about Ring of Honor? And have you also found that the buzz around Ring of Honor uh, has been fantastic ever since the big announcement? Right. Well, I mean, um, well, first of all, like I said, people always like, how'd you find out? Like, I found out on Twitter. That's 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 how I found it. Like, yikes. Oof. Um, but, um... It, I'm not gonna lie, like it's it sucked. You know, I took a day and kind of like got my feelings for a little bit. You know, I'm human. I'm allowed that. Um, but there's one thing I always told myself is that no matter what, man, I remain outcome independent. No matter what, I remain outcome independent. No matter what else anybody else does, it doesn't um, deter me from what I'm trying to do, uh, where I'm trying to go, and where I'm trying to be. So, you know, three years ago, man, I told myself like, no, I'm come, I'm moving to Baltimore. Like, I'm going to be on Ring of Honor. Like, you, you're not going to stop me come hell or high water, come hook or crook. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there. And I did it. I, I fulfilled everything I said I was going to do. To me, that's a success. To me, that's that's a giant win in a business that has L's <laughs> on the regular. Um, so, you know, it, it, granted, it, I didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time, as I say, in the sunlight, um, but I got to spend time in the sunlight, man. And the one of the things about it is once you get a taste of it, man, it, you, you want more of it. You want to keep you want to keep going. Um, so, you know, we were told that they there's a good possibility they were going to come back out in, in April for a, a big um, supercard and everything. Um, but as I do with everything, um, I 
I remain cautiously optimistic um, about it. Um, my phone has been ringing, has, and people have been like, hey, have they called you? Have they called you? No, they haven't called me yet. And that's fine. Um, I wish them nothing but the best because why not? Uh, I'm, I'm never the one to hold a grudge. I'm never the one to be petty, at least to people that know me. Um, so it's been one of those things where I'm like, hey, man, if they call me, great. If they don't call me, great. Um, I'm still going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I I loved doing the independence, man. They're fun. I get a chance to learn from a lot of people. I get a chance to teach a lot of people, man. So in the short amount of time I've been doing this, you know, apparently people actually want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> you know, I, I guess. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but at the same time, man, it's like it's not going to stop for what I'm trying to do. Um, I've been on two pay-per-views. So what makes you think I can't be on somebody else's pay-per-view? I've done TV. What makes you think I can't do somebody else's TV? Uh, the beauty of doing it once means that you can do it again. Um, so now I have, you know, uh, two years worth of work that I can just give out. Like, hey, guys, this is what I've done. This is what I have. This is what I've been up to. Um, you can't say that I don't belong. You can't say I don't operate when, the, you know, when I say the lights are at its brightest. No, I, when the pressure's on, I can get the job done because this is what I've been preparing for since the very first day. Um, but with that being said, dude, wrestling's great. Um like you said, the entire roster was let go and just dumped into the Indies. Look at what's happening now. Matt Taven, Michael Bick, PC, they're everywhere. Um, Khan, everywhere. Gresham, everywhere. Like these this is this is what to me is it's it's the kick in the gut that independent wrestling needed. Like look at the Briscoes everywhere i mean people like oh the forbidden door man there wasn't a forbidden door there's never a forbidden door it's more like a forbidden curtain all you had to do is just mm -hmm. pull some bitch back True. <laughs> pull some bitch back and see what happens you know there are no gatekeepers if they want you man they'll come get you simple as that um it's real easy to get disheartened it's real easy to um like be discouraged i'm not gonna lie like i have my own balance only human it is what it is I was like, but at the same time, man, like, I know I'm talented. I know I have something to offer to somebody. And when the time is right, when my time is ready, I'll get my chance to do it all over again. And once I do, hey, man, it's on and popping again. Well, you sit there and, and you said Ring of Honor hasn't called you. Mm -hmm. Give us the insight. Who has called you? Who has contacted you? They'll just sit there and uh, get a and, words in, in, in and, that locker room. Come on, come uh, on. I, come on. Hey, well, hold on. Just give us the first three letters of the promotion. That's all we want. Three letters. Um with well let's, let me, I've had a I've had one three letter promotion um send out a feeler um to see where I was at, all that good stuff. Um I have heard rumors that a five letter organization was in talks to get a group of certain individuals. But once again, I believe things until I see my government name on paper. Um, so until then, everything is talk. Um, but hey, uh, you know, any news is good news, so I'll, I'll gladly take it. Um, but in terms of what I can confirm and what I can't confirm, honestly, man, you guys know just about as much as I do. Well, there's a guy by the name of Sean Ross Sapp that's out there. And I tell you what, I want a little piece of the pie. So I tell you what, I would love to break a scoop. So if you ever have a chance, 
ever have a chance. There is plenty of grade A steak. What are they called? Wagyu? Wagyu? Huh? Ooh. Maybe we can pull out some Wagyu. You know, I don't think Sean Ross Sapp has Wagyu. The minute so. I have something super juicy, super juicy, I'll make sure I call you boys first, man. How about that? Love it. Oh, we can discuss that over some, some nice burgers. There you go. There you go. Bring your checkbook, boys. It's going to cost you. Oh, no. Try, <laughs> hey, trust me. It will be worth it completely. Um. Let's kind of let's kind of jump in here and your social media has been awesome. I love following it because you have great videos on here. I love the inspirational stuff you put on here as well. I think what a lot of people probably gravitate when it comes to following you is just your positive outlook on so many different things. I mean, I think that a lot of people could look at what has happened in the last several months and go, "Oh my god, you know, here we go again. This is the world of wrestling." Uh, especially after you have some level of stability for a while. But I think what you said before, you have created a portfolio of yourself and people know who you are, what you are, what you bring to a table. And I think right now is the perfect moment for you to get your opportunity to shine again because my friend, the sun does need to shine on you. And uh, But outside of that, tell some of the things that you've been doing in the meanwhile, yeah, man, a lot of it has been recovery. Um, December was super, super, super busy, um, with exception of maybe Christmas. Um, but like in December, it was literally Chicago, Jersey, Baltimore, Charlotte, Atlanta, in a span of three weeks. Like just, and I'm sorry, uh, and I'm sorry, even more than LA, LA than Atlanta. Um, in the span of three weeks, has a lot of traveling. Um, I, I was very unlucky in the last week of the year, caught the vid. Awesome. That was fantastic. That sucked. Um, but once again, though, my, my calendar was done. So I'm like, yo, if I'm going to get it, like this is, I'm, like, I'm glad I got it now. You know, um, came off of that real strong. You know, I'd lost 15 pounds. So I've been putting that back on, back in the gym doing this, that, and the other, you know, seeing my doctors, getting myself straight again, you know. Um, so I spend more money on recovery than I do actually building, you know, myself up. Um, and then on top of that, just continue to keep a social media presence, keep working on the promos, keep working on, you know, just keep continue to put myself out there in a positive light, at least the most light that I can, while still, run, still continuing to maintain some level of, the quorum and some level of the infamous word of kayfabe here and there. Um, I tell people all the time, I was like, listen, guys, listen, social media is what it is. It's fake. It ain't real. Like gloss eye, touch some grass. I was like, but at the same time, so I show you what I want you to see because there are some portions of my life that are just for me. Um, and that's the way, you know, that's the way it is. And I tell people all the time, I was like, if you know, you know, um, but you know, the January has been real, real. Usually I take January to kind of like low a little bit. I take a moment basically where I can actually, you know, see the force from the trees a little bit. Cause usually after that month I get antsy, I start getting bored. I put my blinders back on and bam, I'm right back to work for the next 11 months. And so I kind of kind of stop, take a deep breath. All right, cool. Then we do it all over again. Um, so it's, it's, for me, it's, it's my time to kind of cycle down a little bit and then only just gear back up 
um, to, to do it all over again, kind of take stock in what I've done, what I've been, what I've accomplished, um, kind of reconnect with a few people with the business and out of the business, all that good stuff, and then get ready to do it all over again. <laughs> Have you had a chance to stay in, in contact with some of your, your comrades from Ring of Honor? Have they shared any of their just feelings on, hey, we're out there now, excitement, trepidation, what are some of the feelings that some of the people that you communicate with are feelings? Man, it's a it's a it's a wide array. Um, some people are finding it easier than others. Um, some people are, you know, kind of finding, you know, what the independents are like because some of those guys have been on independence for a very very long time. Um, like I, said, I was lucky that even though I was doing Ring of Honor, I was still an independent, strong, doing this, that, and the other. Um, and some of those guys weren't as lucky. Uh, well, let me let me for some as fortunate, but even still, they're finding out that that yo Ring of Honor may be on a hiatus. I was like, but at the same time, those three letters still hold quite a bit of weight. Um, and it travels farther than most people want to think it does. Um, and so for it, like guys are finding work, and I love it. Like I I want. I want everyone to have all the success. You'll never hear me say an ill word about anybody for any reason, especially not out in public. Because if I can't say it to your face, I'm not going to say it at all. Um, so, you know, guys are finding out what's going on beyond has been a big, big point for a lot of people. Um, like I said, NWA has been a long point for people. Impact's been a few for people. And then, like, even Gresham starting his own stuff out there in Terminus. Like, you, you, you applaud it. Because it's like, cool, you know, when, like you said, when one door closes, all it means another one opens. And so sometimes, you know, doors open a little quickly for others than for some, but it's no big deal. Those doors will open when they are supposed to open. It's funny you mentioned uh, Jonathan Gresham because I think the universal consensus among the wrestling community is that is a man who it is way, way overdue for him to get the credit he so richly deserves because of the human being he is first and foremost let's let's put it for that a good human being second of all a tremendous talent a tremendous talent a great representative for any organization mm -hmm. and i think when you have somebody who has those three intangibles that is what you look for you, you look for somebody who can be that flag bearer and uh with with terminus and everything that's been going on right now i feel like maybe people Maybe wrestlers nowadays have more leverage than the promotions do. And what I mean by that is you are a commodity right now. If they want you, then guess what? You're going to have to negotiate and you're going to have to come to my terms. You know what? I do want X amount of days off to heal. I do want this or that if you really want me. And I've always felt that the power should lie with the wrestler and not the promoter, right? It's the boys yeah. for the boys against the promoter yeah. because at the end of the day, the promoter is going to get theirs and the mm -hmm. boys and girls need to get theirs. Yes. So it, continue. Yeah, it, it, it needs to be mutually beneficial. And that's the one thing that most people don't understand. Like this is a business and we are both trying to make money. Um, and so for that, you know, guys need to, when I say, I mean, promoters need to understand that, Hey, look, I'm not asking for it. I'm asking just for an easy payday. I'm asking for a massive, this is what I'm going to bring to the table because nine times out of 10, Hey man, you called me, not the other way around. Um, but usually for me, I'm like, hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm asking for. And because this is what I'm going to bring, um, I'm going to bring a very business first attitude. 
Guess what it is? It's, it's business. Um, but then on top of that, I'm a professional in everything I do. Before I was a wrestler, I was a professional and I'm a grown ass man. So it's like I conduct myself like I'm a grown ass man. Um, you know, some of and when even when I started wrestling, like, you know, I started late, but at the same time, I was grown. Brother, you ain't yelling at me. You ain't gonna talk to me any old way. Like, homie, this thing that comes off, we could take this outside and handle it like grown men, you know. But um, I, I, I'm a sucker for you know. Hey, man, let's let's work on this. Um, and if even if like my rate is can be a little high for some people. Hey, man, I understand that. But why I'm charging this? Because hey, I'm assuming I'm coming in once. I'm just coming in to do what you need me to do, and then I'm leaving. But if you want to bring me in for a number of shows. Yo, man, let's talk about it. We can come to a consent. We come to a mutual agreement that works for everybody, and we both win. Mm -hmm. Um, once I kind of get to people explain it like that, like, oh wow, this was easy. Yeah, man, business with me is very easy. I'm not here for the him in the hall and the hey, brother, brother, yes, sir, no, sir. Man, just talk to me. What is he trying to do? How much, like, you know, how far can you go with this? At the end of the day, I'm trying to make sure where every place that I go. It's better for the fact that I was in it. And if I can't do that, then I don't need to be on that show. Yeah, I, I've noticed a lot of independent wrestlers uh, are doing that where, okay, book me three, four, you know, months in a row or, you know, four out of five months in a row. And I'll give you a small discount, but you know, I'm going to be there. You know, I'm going to bring my A game. And you're gonna get a hell of a match, right? Well, you're gonna get hell of matches on top of it. But mm -hmm. on top of for me, though, it allows me to get invested. It allows me to get interested and to build something in an area that normally I wouldn't get a chance to be in because I'm gonna be there three, four, maybe five shows. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm gonna be there X amount of months. Okay, cool. Oh, who is O'Shea? I come here once. Yo, I gotta see that guy again. Well, guess what? He's gonna be here for the next you know five months. Perfect then I can do this, I can do that, I can cultivate a new um, area that I haven't hit before. I have a new set of followers that I never would have gotten before if they never would have saw me wrestle. Because sometimes Ring of Honor gets real wonky in terms of how they want to distribute their shows. I can't control that, it is what it is. But still, some people outside of Twitter and YouTube, some people just don't know. But when you see me once, you get you see it, it's cool. Now you have a crop of young guys who normally wouldn't get a chance to get out, get a chance to work me, um, guys like Joe Keys, Ken Dixon, Eric Martin, Dante Calabrero, who can get out there and work them, and work them, and they they are they're going to be better for it. Which is ultimately what I want is I just want the business and the art of wrestling to be better. That's it. If I can tell a great story within those five months, only let's do that because to me that sticks. That's those are the matches that people remember. Those are the matches that transit time because if not it's not so much of the spot it was the moments that we create and the story that we told no i agree that's uh very very well said let me ask you something here and i'll try to keep this as neutral as possible but please do you do you feel like a lot of people have a difficult time who may be new in the industry when it comes to negotiating when it comes yes. to booking themselves and yeah. i feel and like you you have been in the industry for a long time. Have you ever pulled somebody aside, especially during times like this, and said, hey, I'm not going to tell you how to do your, your business. Yours is yours. 
but here are some things you might want to think about. Do you think there's sometimes wrestlers hurt themselves because they're so eager just to grab something? So talk to me a little bit about the business aspect of it and how, how you approach uh, positioning yourself. And if this is my amount, uh, you know, I'm just going to use random numbers, a hundred dollars, you know, how do you have a conversation with a promoter and say, this is what I want. Maybe just so maybe some wrestlers who are listening to this can say, you know what? Okay. Maybe I need to implore that, or maybe I need to try that. Right. Um, a lot of it boils down to one, how much do you think you're worth? You can brother, I'm probably worth a million dollars. Nobody's going to pay me a million dollars to go wrestle. This <laughs> is be real. Nobody's going to pay me a million dollars. I mean, somebody might, who knows if you're listening, call me, let's make it happen. I was like, but at the same time, I'm, I'm also realistic because I'm going to charge what I, I'm going to demand what I demand. And then I'm going to justify why I'm demanding what I'm demanding. Not for just because I'm saying this good. It's like, no, man, because I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do the things that everyone else on your roster probably isn't going to do. You, you So within that reason, okay, I have 10,000 followers on Twitter. Well, homie, your Twitter account only reaches 1,000 people. So already I got you beat by 100%. All I have to do is you give me a match card that's worth showing. Guess what, man? There's 10,000 people who are going to see it. Oh, I do a promo all of a sudden. Oh, man, guess what? There's going to be 10,000 people going to see it, like it, and retweet it. Oh, you're an IWTV? Guess what, man? There's another thousands of people who's going to see that too. And I get to show that off and do this, that, and the other. Um, it's the little things. It's the, it, don't just do one little thing. Don't do, you do all the little things. So all those little things are what equals the bigger picture. It, it is. Those small details are devastating when they aren't there <laughs> they just are when you when you realize oh man that one detail really did screw the pooch for you didn't it man i bet you won't you bet you figure that next time um so when it comes to the younger guys i'm like guys stop thinking about how much money you're going to make if you aren't even breaking even yet like learn how to break even if i can go out and wrestle and not lose money perfect Great. That's a good day. That when I was first came out, that was a great day. Like awesome. I didn't lose money today. Find ways to supplement those costs and everything. Because homie, this is a business. We gotta start treating it like it. And the minute someone realizes they can get over on you, guess what they're gonna continue to keep doing? They're gonna continue to keep getting over on you. Every single school teaches people how to wrestle. Every single school teach you how to lock up, how to do an arm drag, how to run the ropes, how to take a bump. How many schools are teaching you how to how to conduct business? How many how many schools are you how to how to format a resume? How many schools are you how to how to establish social media presence and like not look stupid? Like you can be a good professional wrestler and not have social media. Look at Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, but it doesn't. If you can be good at wrestling and you can be good at social media, brother, it don't hurt. It don't hurt at all. <laughs> But if you're bad at social media, it's kind of, it, can, it can really hinder you if you're not careful. Um, so there's these little things in the business that most people aren't teaching because some of these guys don't know. So I really don't have this thing of, you know, oh, people are wrong. Some of them don't know because some of the guys teaching didn't grow up in, that in this type of era where you had all of this information at your fingertips at the drop of a hat. So the, so the business is changing along with everything else. Um, I love talking to some of the younger guys about it 
because of my guys, this, this isn't, I told people, like, wrestling's not hard. Wrestling's rather easy. The business, though, will get you caught up real quick. There's a reason why you see so many great talents. And they're like, how come this guy isn't farther? And then you see what he's doing go, oh, I get it. Okay, fine. And then you see guys who are great on social media, great branding, and all this other stuff. And then the bell rings. Oof. Ugh. Brother, oh, boy. You know? It's it's a tale as old as time, but I mean we we've seen it, and we can and off the top of your head, we can all name like three people who fit one of those two two categories, and you hate it. You absolutely hate it because like man, this guy should be seen more, but man, he is just a tire fire on social media. Or this guy's great on social media, but boy, man, that bell rings. This dude just lays an egg. And it, and, it, and it breaks my heart, man. It breaks my heart because there's so much more that guys can be doing if they just take a minute, you know, take a step back, do some some solid like self-reflection and realize that, okay, this is how I can be getting better. This pandemic's been going on since God knows how long now. And if people haven't gotten better in the span of two years, brother, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Would, some people, would you? People can't. Would you also say that there would be a market for, you know, there's a lot of wrestling training schools, but there's not a whole lot of wrestling university, wrestling 101. Oh, right. Do you think there would be a market for something like that where you could have some experienced people, some veterans like yourself who, you know, could be collectively working together, almost like professors and saying, hey, guys, here's some things we you need to keep in mind if you want to succeed um, I've seen some of these things. I've gone up and down these roads before. I've had some of these uncomfortable conversations with promoters. You need to learn this because if you don't, it does not matter. You will not succeed. Do you think there's a market for something like that? Most definitely is a market for it. But here's the thing. I'll do it for free because I can tell a room of 10 people how to do it. Out of those 10, maybe three of them will listen to me. So what? Okay, so let me ask you this: Why do you think it's? Do you think it's an ego thing? Do you think it's a what? I feel like I'm doing great. I, you know, it, it's they they don't want to accept the reality or hear someone else saying something. A little from column A, a little from column B, because even out those three kids who will listen to me, maybe one of them actually put it in motion. I have to talk to ten people just to get one guy to listen to me. And here's the thing: I really don't. In my mind, I really don't think I'm really worth listening to. I'm still listening to everybody else half the time myself, you know, but, you know, I just like if, but with that being said, I am not out here just like, hey, sit down, can't let me tell your story. No, not at all. My knowledge is my knowledge. If you want to know what I know, guess what, man? My phone's on all the time. You can call me. Send me, there's people who do it all the time. Shay, can I talk to you real quick? Sure. Shay, can I send you an email real quick? Sure. Shay, can I, can I text you or can I send you a match for you to look at? Sure. Shay, how do I... Talk to promoters. Hey, man, you talk to them like this. You talk to them like that. Da, 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 da. Because I, me telling you how to do it is easy. You still have to do the work. Yeah. That, that's just it. A lot of guys kind of expect it to either come to them. And like, brother, I don't care how good you are. It, it ain't coming to you. Because even the ones who are these exceptional talents, they still have to go to other people. You know? Um, and it, and it, it gets a little disheartening sometimes, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, man, cool, no problem. But you can't say I never talked to you. You can't say I never tried. You can't never say I tried to bestow something on you that I've learned from someone a lot wiser than me. 
but I just, at the end of the day, hey, man, that's where you are where you are, and I am where I am. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I feel like when it comes to wrestling, I mean, listen, we've all, the curtain's been pulled back. We all know exactly, you know, we know who Oz is at this point in time. So I think we need to get past that, and we need to look at this as if it's anything else. Free agency in the NFL, free agency in Major League Baseball. You know, we track these players. We track where they're going, and contract negotiations, you know, and I feel like wrestling really has become integrated into that whole aspect of it. But if you're not, if you don't know what you're worth, then someone will absolutely take advantage of you and you will wonder why you don't succeed. And I think that's maybe a big thing. Would you agree, O'Shea, that, and I don't want to lump everyone into one category, but it's the newer generation that seems to think, uh, I don't want to say millennials, but I mean they—they they typically get the bad rap. But I am one too, so I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, but you're old school. You, I mean, you have an old soul, and I think that you were raised a lot the way that we were. It's just you got to work for what you want. We were the last. We were the last generation to to play outside. Yes, we were the generation was it? We were the last generation to be offline. We know what it's like when there wasn't anything. I'm still someone who, after the the jug of milk is done, I wash the thing out and I put the cap on. Yeah, I wash out, then I throw it away. <laughs> Some, somebody looked at me and said, yeah. what are you doing? And I'm like, it's just ingrained in you. There's Brother, these things. you smelled that? Like, it's, it's god awful. After three days, like, what is that smell? <laughs> Gotta wash the jug out, dog. Yes. I know that. <laughs> Um, but do you think it is the younger the younger crowd that seems to think? Because okay, without saying anything, I do know some examples. Some people have tweeted and and whatnot, and I've talked to some wrestlers via DMs that they think their you know what don't stink, and it's unfortunately frustrating that they don't ask the questions that they need to be asking. And sometimes, un unfortunately, there are people that will not just take someone under their wing because guess what? And I, I support it. Everyone's out to do their own thing completely. Do you think there's this, this ego or this self entitlement? Because let's be honest, I, I see wrestlers on TV. Now they've been in the business, excuse me, less than three years, four years, 18 months. And now they're on national TV. It's like, they've gotten success. That's come so quickly sometimes that they don't know how to process that. If it makes sense. Yeah, and and I can I can see where you're coming from, but once again, everyone's race is always going to be a little different. So I, me personally speaking, I can never sit there and be mad about watching a kid be in the business for three years and all of a sudden he's on TV. I'd be very I'd be very hypocritical because God knows if it was me, I'd do the same exact thing. Um, but with that being said, you know it's when they're ready, they'll ask the question. It's up to guys like me, guys like Darius Lockhart, guys like Shug, um, you know, to when they are ready to ask those questions, we're right here. If you don't want to ask, hey, brother, that's fine. You don't have to ask. It's cool, man. Apparently, you got it. You got a long lock. You don't need me. But there's always going to be someone who does. That's it. That's all I can do. It's all I have control over is when someone wants to ask a question, I have the answer. And if I don't have the answer... I go to someone else and I direct them to someone who does. Once again, I, we all have egos in this business. And I tell somebody before, if you don't have an ego in wrestling, I got some beachfront property in Montana. I want to sell you because <laughs> you're a liar. You're a liar, bro. We all have egos. We're all a little bit 
self-indulgent on ourselves. We we all we're, we're selfish by nature. It is what it is. This business is no is no different. I'm like, but there still has to be some semblance of I still want to help. I still want to give back. Wrestling doesn't owe me anything. It it never will owe me anything. But wrestling has given me so much. I'm like, no, man, you want to know how I do this? This is how I do this. Now do better than me. Because trust me, I'm going to keep trying to do better than you. And when and then when it's all said and done, we'll see who goes, we'll see who makes it so far. Let me throw this out to you. Do you want to jump in here, Ritzer? Sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I want to throw this out here at you. A lot of people are gravitating, and maybe it's not just recently, but maybe it's it's slowly been a, a maturation here of the GCW. We, we've seen the the rise of GCW, and we've seen a lot more um, matches that some people may or may not like, such as the, the ultra-violent stuff. For you professionally, would it come down to a situation of maybe a certain promotion that wants to bring you in that doesn't fit your style? Or would it be, you know what, that's in line with what I'm asking from a, from a financial standpoint, that's what I would do? Or is that sometimes a struggle to determine this is what they do, however they are willing to pay me what I want, but I don't necessarily align myself with the style and the format? Yeah, I, I'm no deathmatch wrestler. I'll be the first one to tell you I, I don't. Man, this is all I got. So, um, but at the same time, it's like if for like I said, I'm a storyteller. If you want to do ultra violent, you want to do hardcore. It's what do with me. The first words out of my mouth is why. And just because well, this is the type of show we run, that ain't gonna, that ain't gonna cut it for me, chief. There's got to be a reason why I'm doing this. I'm not about to go throw myself through a plate glass window just for shits and giggles. You know, just for a payday, brother. I lose no money if I stay at home. <laughs> None whatsoever. Um, it's got to make sense. There has to be a reason why I'm doing this. Like to me, smash like that. That's a crescendo. But most people don't understand when it comes to crescendo. You just don't start a crescendo. No, but brother, there's a build for that. Yeah, it's a it's a build. Then we come back down again, man. I. I, sorry for the musical uh, metaphor, but it's just that's the first, first place I went. Like, that's has to be built for it. Let's, yeah. Why are we getting here? What is the reason why we're doing this right now? Because if I'm going to sit there and throw myself through a table, put someone through a door, hit someone with a trash can, a chair, and a kendo stick, I better have butts in seats and they're only using the edge of it because I'm not doing this in front of like 30 people. You're out of your mind. <laughs> You're just out of your mind. Why am I doing it? Because I have a story I have to tell because now I have to sell this to the 10,000 followers that I have. I have to sell this for the people who will be watching at home. I have to sell this to the audience when I show up. Of, this is why I'm stepping in this ring. This is why I'm taking all everything that's not nailed down and going to wrap it around this guy's head right now. If I just show up and do it, Okay, where do we go? That's like starting a roller coaster at the top. Uh, okay, cool. It just goes down here from here. You know, like, oh, man, the, the build's already gone. Crap, this sucks. So, like, I'm not opposed to it. I don't knock it. It has a, it has its place. Art, I mean, wrestling is art. Everyone loves what they love. I tell people all the time, wrestling, as much as wrestling isn't for everybody, wrestling is for everybody. <laughs> There is something for you if you like wrestling, regardless of what it is. I'm like, but for me, if you're bringing me in, I'm assuming there's a reason why we're doing this, not just because somebody wants to hit me with a chair. Nah, brother, that check better have some commas in it, if that's the case. 
And do you think some of these conversations actually do happen with a lot of wrestlers if they say, hey, this is what we're what we want to bring you in for? Or is it not till after the fact that they talk to you about the reason they're going to bring you in and what's going to be happening? Is that I would assume that would be initially discussed with the whole, hey, by the way, how are you today? This is what I want to talk to you about. Are those the types of conversations that happen between the talent and the promoter? And then obviously, do you feel like a lot of wrestlers ask good questions such as what you just said before, before they make a decision? First of all, it better be. First of all, it better be. Um, when I Usually when I am asked, you know, hey, you know, we want to bring you in. Are you available for this date? It's followed by, yes, I am. What was that? What would you like me to do? What is this you're looking for? Oh, well, what's your rate? No, no, no. We'll talk about that later. What did you want me to do? Oh, we hope you come in, do this ultra battle match. Hey, man, look, that's just not for me. That's not going to, that doesn't really fit my brand or what my character is. Thank you so much for the inquiry, but I'm going to have to respectfully decline at this time. And I move on. Um, I had to learn that the hard way because I show up, like, yeah, I show up and I end up like, hey, I'm going to have you do three matches. Mm, no, you're not. And now me and the promoter looking dumb because he thinks I'm going to do this match. And I'm like, ah, brother, you paid me for one, not three. Um, yeah. You have to start asking these questions. Wrestlers, workers have to be their best advocate. You have to be this. Look, you can be the CEO of your own company if you want to, but you're a company of one person, which means you have to be the CEO, the CFO, the COO, the accountant, the secretary, the paper pusher, and the janitor all at the same time. If you aren't asking these questions, you are doing yourself a humongous disservice. And this is what happens. And when that happens, this is how guys get taken advantage of. Wrestling University right here, you guys. You're getting information that you may not get from, from anybody else. So Shea Edwards has been in the business a long time. He's joining us live tonight. Not only telling us about what's going on with Ring of Honor, but his career as well. We're going to be talking about the dates that he has available. Uh, I say available. Uh, however... That is dated. It's almost like once a newspaper comes out, the information is dated. So if you're a promoter and you're looking to book O'Shea, you, you better get Johnny on it because once that tweet gets sent out and, hey, these are the dates, guess what? I guarantee a bunch of people have already made those phone calls. So please, by all means, get your emails out, get your text messages out, and make sure you are booking this incredible talent for your upcoming show. O'Shea, I love the fact that you speak so candidly about the business itself because we don't get these kind of conversations. We normally get a lot of the, oh, you know, I, I can't wait to do this or I can't wait to do that. But in the reality of it, especially when insurance becomes an issue um, and you got to go to the hospital and a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of GoFundMes that are out there for the simple fact that wrestlers put their bodies on the line and they don't necessarily have that safety net of an Anthem or a Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So let me ask you this. Do you take that also into consideration when it comes to if someone says, here's the stip, you're thinking, uh, okay, here's X amount of dollars. However, if something goes awry, uh, a big chunk of this may be taken out if I need to get myself healed up again. And how could that affect future dates? Once again, if guys aren't asking themselves that question, they um, and I was a professional before I started wrestling. Um, I know wrestling doesn't last forever. I know I've seen guys who stopped wrestling and just looking at them, just going, brother, what happened to you? Guys will take care of themselves. So we have to be our number one advocate in terms of like taking care of ourselves and, and our brain. Um, I don't do the starving artist gimmick. Nope. I work full time outside of wrestling because that's what I want to do because I, I don't plan on being 
past 45 and still wrestling. I don't. At that point in time, I better have a suit on, hold a clipboard with a <laughs> with a with an earpiece in my ear somewhere, making watching everybody else do it. Um, but I I know how to take care of myself. I don't worry about insurance because I got it. <laughs> like I pay fifteen bucks to go see my doctor. Sweet, I break something, I pay twenty bucks, they pop it back in, put me in the cast. Sweet, you know, it's the one thing I worry about. Um, I'm at a point where I don't lose money wrestling anymore i don't even break even anymore if i'm not making money brother i'm not going <laughs> it's just I'm not, I'm not doing i'm not doing this for fun anymore even though i'm still having the time of my life i'm here to get paid now i i you know once again you reach a certain point you start to realize okay cool if i don't start treating myself like a star i can't be mad if no one else does um but depending on what a promoter wants me to do once again that goes into the price that goes in, you know, that goes to the rate. You're not going to have me do an ultraviolet match and then think it's going to take 200 bucks and that's going to be it. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Brother, no way, man. No way. Um, so once again, these are conversations that other wrestlers need to be having. These are conversations that they, these are questions they need to be asking themselves, especially those wrestlers with families, families on the way. You have to start asking yourselves these questions. Is, you know, is me driving 13 hours to bumfuck Colorado worth it right now? Knowing that like I got a wife and a kid at home? Huh. Like these are the questions you have to start asking yourself. Some some of them do. God bless them. And some of them don't. And at the same time, God bless them. <laughs> I believe those who have plans have the power. And when they need you and you really don't need them, you definitely are in a position to say thank you, but no thank you. And and I think you're 100% right. Um, guys, I have just retweeted here some dates that are available right now. Once again, they're like seats that get sent uh, out for availability for an arena. I cannot guarantee all of these are still available, but if you are a promoter and you want to book O'Shea, obviously you can follow my uh, Twitter as well, follow O'Shea's, and you can see there are very few dates left in January. You may want to go ahead and hit that first. February and March, uh, from what I've been told and from what I've heard, are filling up quickly. Uh, go ahead and follow, 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 follow. Uh, I, I'm, I come from the, uh, the Don West school, and uh, God bless Don West, but you know what? Supplies are limited, and when they're gone, well, they're gone. Um, they're gone. <laughs> I, I know that the Rit has uh, – Rit, did we already ask him the SAT question? Have we asked but, him the SAT question? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we already did the hot tub time machine, but I've got a little different different question to ask the man. Let's well, go. good, because I have one as well, so I'll let you ask yours first. Go ahead. Okay. O'Shea. We're going to talk best burger place you have ever been to, and what did you order? Okay. Um, man. So in Atlanta, um, there's a place called Vortex Grill. Vortex Grill. They are known for, and I haven't done it, but they are known for two burgers. One's called the Double Bypass. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> so, 
Let me let me set let me set the table for you. The double bypass is grilled cheese, oh, bacon, egg, grilled cheese, burger, bacon. Stop egg, it. Grilled cheese, double bypass, right? A triple bypass. Grilled cheese, burger, bacon, egg. Grilled cheese, burger, bacon, egg. Grilled cheese, burger, bacon, egg. Grilled cheese, triple bypass. I'm I love being on this side of the dirt, <laughs> so I dare not. Um, but they had a bison Hawaiian burger that was just I actually had to make it for me. It was by it was a bison patty, which was so good. Um, provolone. Oh, I'm sorry, Swiss cheese. I had to put bacon on it, a slice of pineapple with like a teriyaki glaze with like some sweet potato fries. Son, yo, I, I, I had to be rolled out of that place. It wasn't conventional by any stretch of imagination, but just the, the, the taste and the flavors that all just came together. I was like, yo, this is real. With a, with a, with the right beer. Ooh, son, it was real good. <laughs> I guarantee you, Freeland's looking right now. I'm on the menu. I am on the menu. I am not even shitting you. I could do yeah. a sheer screen right now. In fact, let me do it right now. Let's like I said, they probably changed up since last time I've been there. So I think it was like a, triple, a double, a triple, maybe a quadruple. Uh, quadruple, how the hell you say it? Bypass. But yeah, that burger's massive. It was It was actually, you remember the show Man vs. Food? Yes. yes. It was, it was Zaggy. He was on there. I, I'm looking... I okay, no BS here, no bullshit. I am looking at this thing right here, and I don't know how you how someone comes out on the end of it. Okay, like <laughs> that should be called the Widowmaker. That it's, is insane. You're you're not you don't you don't leave the same person. Oh my god! I feel like my spirit would just leave my body and say, "F this, I'm out." But it'll leave full. It'll leave full though. Is it tater tots that come with this yeah, thing? Tater tots this, come with is yes. oh my gosh i okay i'm gonna have to tweet this out right now this is ridiculous this is like i wonder how many calories are in this man it's past your daily allotment i'll tell you that are you kidding me i'm past my daily allotment <laughs> when i wake up oh my god we were we, we, man can't i can't take it you know people talk about you know eating right and eating healthy and whatnot but like holy day. crap that is a cheat day that 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 has so, to be. That's a cheat week. Yeah, yeah. You don't oh have to eat. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna triple by. I'm not saying I'm gonna order it, but yeah, burger. <laughs> if you could. let me ask you something, O'Shea. Are you into spicy food? Eh, I, lately, I've been getting something with a little bit of kick into it, but nothing really. I still want to taste it, man. I don't want my whole mouth to taste like rubber, you know. Like I said, you know. So I I think the spices I've had is a um, pineapple. Like um, it's like a pineapple and habanero, man. It was almost like, a pineapple and blueberry habanero, like like. It was it had some heat, but man, right that taste. I'm sorry, it was more sweet at first, but at the end, you kind of felt it. I was like, okay, like I could I could do this, not like all the time, but if I wanted something that kind of like mm, that's that's a spicy meatball, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Holy goodness. I'm, I'm going to tweet. This is, I, I literally, I'm staring at the picture right now, not even believing this is even humanly yeah, possible. Yeah. Um, it's person. So you are, so you're in the Northeast right now, correct? Yeah. Okay. So obviously I'm in Cincinnati. Um, I'm a chilly guy. I'm nowhere near where you guys are at, but is there a, a place in the your way, neck of the woods? By the way, congrats to the Bengals. Finally got that playoff win. Congrats to that. As 31 years. As, as a Baltimore fan, I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt my soul. But I will give credit where credit is due. Um, you know, you know, the Cincinnati is a problem. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next round. But we got off the schneid 31 years. I mean. Hey, man. Hey, man. You got to start somewhere. I, I, hey. sti- I still remember the Super Bowl when our wide receiver, we couldn't find him. Our star player couldn't find him. He just was. He was hey, gone. Like I said, hey, at this point, Tom, I got to see my Georgia Bulldogs beat Alabama. At this point, Tom, I don't care. Like, Georgia beat Alabama. I, at this point, Tom, I hope Cincinnati was the whole damn thing. Don't even care. Georgia's national champion. That's all. Like, I will gladly, if Georgia can win every time, I hope Cincinnati wins every Super Bowl here on out. <laughs> this, this is why I love you. This is as long, why. As long as the minute Georgia doesn't win a national championship, screw the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but here's here's the funny thing about all this. At least it's not roll tide. At least it ain't roll tide. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing that. You and me together. My oh friend. man. <laughs> um the, the one question I want to ask you here before I let you go is something that's really interesting. I want to ask you this. If you were to start a promotion, one guy, one gal. Oof. Who you got? One guy, one gal. Who you got? No, Shay is now officially backstage. You're doing the booking. One girl be Trisha Dora. Okay. Trisha Dora. Trisha Dora. If I could be one. Oh, man. See, the easy answer would be Jonathan Gresham. Yes, it would. The easy answer Jonathan Gresham. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with Josh Alexander. Oh, nice. Hey, I'm still working to try to get that match for you. Brother, so am I. So, <laughs> hey, Danny Daniels, let's get it together, brother. Let's on, get it happening. Let's, let's, hey, let's hey, get I'll, it happening. Scott Demore, like I know you're watching this, man. Come on, dude. Come on. What's That's right, on? Scott. What are you doing? Scott, Come on. Hey, hey, I, I'm even trying to get Paul uh, Paul Bow out of PPW up there in Pennsylvania. Come on, man. Ain't nothing but ain't nothing but an hour drive, man. <laughs> well, I tell you what, O'Shea, it has been awesome. Uh, please, once again, share your social media. Where can people find you? Um, the whole nine yards, where can they buy merchandise? And where is the next place that you're going to be popping up so people in that area can go ahead and check you out? Sure, sure, man. Socials are simple, man. On Twitter, it's Big Bad Kaiju. Um, B-I-G-B-A-D-K-I-J-U. Um, on Twitter, I mean, on Instagram, it's the same thing. Appeared uh, after every single word. Uh, for merch, it's whatamaneuver.net. Love those guys, man. Support them. Man, it's just small business, support small business, man. You can't be wrong with that. And the shirt is just nice. Mm, so nice. So nice. Um, my next big next match is going to be in um, actually uh, Paradigm Pro out in um, Louisville, um, Jeffersonville, Indiana area. Um, after that, I got some other stuff coming that I kind of got to keep quiet right now. Um, but the next big match coming up there is going to be February 20th. Um, Fight Club Pro is going to be back in D.C. It's first show with a crowd back in D.C. in like two, some actually longer than that, like before the pandemic. 
Um, so that's going to be huge, man. The first three rows already sold out. All the VIP is sold out. It's just standing room only at this point. And they were like, uh, at this rate, they are not going to have tickets at the door. So yeah, got to get them in. Um, that's going to be a big match, man. Um, we're showing stories is over two years old and they're finally going to come to a head. So this is going to be something worth seeing. Um, I'm really excited about that show just because that's the one I've been invested in since I first moved up here. So that means, that means a lot to me. Man, I tell you what, loved it, loved it. Always great catching up with you, hearing how you're doing. Love to hear that you're doing well and doing great things. Once again, Wrestling University, hey, we, we, we may have to work together on this because oh, man, let's you, go. you got a wealth of knowledge, and I really hope people listen to this interview and take some stuff away. Guys, O'Shea Edwards, once again, follow him on social media. Uh, dates are going fast. Once again, if you're a promoter, hurry up. Don't sit on the pot because guess what? When the date's gone... It's gone. All That's right, Shay. We'll talk yeah. to you down the road, my friend. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. You have a good hey, Take care, man. You too. Yeah, Bye. All right, O'Shea Edwards. That was a lot of fun. And I always feel like I come away from a conversation with him being more knowledgeable about wrestling. And not only wrestling, but what happens outside the ropes. It's just when you're able to pick someone's brain like that, it's just like, oh, man, I just I geek off that kind of stuff. And He's got so much that he can give to this industry that's outside of those ropes, and I definitely feel like he is going to be given the opportunity because you cannot let a good mind go to waste like that. Hey, I can't wait to be the one to, to out-scoop Sean. Oh, hey, we're going to do it. Guess what? O'Shea, Wagyu, baby. Wagyu. That's all I'm going to say. Guys, so, we're, we're going to step out for a short break when we come back. It's all oh, rolling. Yes. Hey, hey, I can't wait. 10 o'clock hour. We got the church's money coming. We Don't got go G's. anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Front Row Material. I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave me. shirt too sexy for my shirt so sexy it hurts and I'm too sexy for Milan too sexy for Milan New York and Japan take it and I'm too sexy for your party too sexy for your party no way I am disco dancing I'm a model, you know what I mean, and I do my little turn on the catwalk, yeah on the catwalk, on the catwalk, yeah, I do my little turn on the catwalk. Turn off the cowboy. 
yeah, on the catwalk. On the catwalk, yeah, I do my little turn on catwalk. Slam jam jam. Material. It is Tuesday night. Thank you so much for tuning in and sharing a portion of your evening with us. We have had an amazing show so far, but you know what? The hits keep on coming. Ritzner, what's online next for us? Hey, man. We're going to sit there and we're, we're going to cut right to the chase. We're, we got the church's money coming on. Let's bring him in. How you doing, sir? What's going on, bro? Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yes, we can hear you. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate you. What uh, What has been going on with you so far? Uh, I mean, I know we, we always start off conversation interviews with hoping everyone is doing well and staying healthy during all this craziness. So how has life been with you during this whole crazy pandemic time? Uh, life's been good, man. I've been uh, I've been dodging the COVID, you know what I'm saying, the whole time. Everything's been good. My family good. Everything's all good. I haven't, had, I haven't ran into any problems, you know what I'm saying? So it's all good over here. So what part of the woods are you in right now in the country? Where are you guys, where are you located? Uh, I'm in Philly. What about y'all? Nice. Where y'all at? I, I, I'm pretty close to you. I'm like maybe two and a half hours away, uh, right above Harrisburg, so. Okay. I am. Uh, I'm in. I'm in the Queen City. I'm in Cincinnati. Uh, so I'm. Uh, I'm even further away from everybody else. How How are you dealing with all that snow that just came in? Did you guys get a lot? No, it snowed a little bit. Then it started raining, and then and the snow was gone. But uh, wow. I, man, I can't stand. I can't stand snow, bro. As soon as I hear, as soon as I hear that we're gonna have snow, man, I get pissed off. I can't stand it, bro. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100. percent um, so, I mean, outside of everything, you know, wrestling has become one of these things that has changed a lot recently. Um, there's been a lot of wrestlers going to different companies and the indies are really popping hot right now. What would you say right now is the most exciting thing about wrestling as it is right now today? Uh, it's exciting that, um, everything is possible. You know what I'm saying? Like before we was in a time where uh, you wouldn't see companies do business together. But now, literally, anybody can show up on anybody's show at this point. You know what I'm saying? It's it's real exciting. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, it's like the wrestling industry is, is open-minded now. When before, it was just, um, you know, uh, it was like to the point where 
you couldn't even mention a company, another company by name. Now all that stuff is out the window. So it's just a good thing. When it comes to your career specifically, let's kind of take things back a little bit here. What was the first mm -hmm. notion that you realized that wrestling was something that was going to be a long-term portion of your, of your career, of your life? Uh, I knew it since I was a kid. Um, when I was a kid, this is what I wanted to do. Uh, and when I actually, when I actually started to pursue it, uh, I knew I wasn't going to stop. I mean, like there's been times over the years where like, after going through like whatever BS in the game, I would, uh, I wouldn't like it as much, but I always, I always had that passion though. So it was pretty much right from the jump. And then as, uh, as I started, um, having a little bit of accomplishments, I just wanted to, um, I, I just loved it more and more. Who were some of the people that early on kind of inspired you? Was there anybody in particular that you kind of caught uh, you caught their attention or they caught your attention and you decided, you know what, I really like what they're doing? You talking about like uh, influences as far as like when I was younger or whatever? Yeah, yeah from a fan's yeah, perspective. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, like when I was really young, I was a Hulkamaniac. Um, but then once I, once I got my hands on NWA, I was hooked. Um, like, uh, and then New Japan Pro Wrestling, I was hooked. Uh, like, my favorite wrestler of all time is Eddie Guerrero. So, um, like, it was like so many different people over the years. You got Owen Hart, Eddie Guerrero, Tony Blanchard, Ric Flair, um, Rick Rude, you know what I'm saying? Too Cold Scorpio. Like, the list goes on and on, man. Like, um, so many different influences. So, uh, you know, growing up watching NWA, how does it feel to actually be a part of the NWA now? I love it. I love it. Like, man, the two companies that, that I fell in love with, like I said, was NWA and New Japan. Like, the, like those 90s New Japan Junior Heavyweight Division, that was the truth, man. So, like, being part of NWA now, it's, it's, it's a lesson, bro. I love it. What would you say when it comes to wrestling today that is different than when you were a fan of it? I mean, I know obviously there's a lot of things that do change over a period of time, but... Would you say there's anything in particular that what you are seeing now is completely different than when it, the way it was back then as a fan? Yeah, uh, well, back then you didn't have you didn't really have a lot of guys that are that are my size. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was a big man's world, and you didn't see smaller guys. Now it's like uh, the size thing is it's not an issue anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like like. Like anybody that has talent, that has a passion for it, they could be successful if they if they're given an opportunity, and that's and that's always a good thing. So definitely, definitely, the on the size things, you know. Let's let's talk about that for a second. When you talk about the different size mm -hmm. of wrestlers, obviously coming from the Northeast, obviously it was always looked at as the land of the giants. It was always the big guys, mm -hmm. and it was always the guys who were six five and over, three hundred pounds, and all that. And I think you were kind of with me. You kind of grew up on that, and, and that's the kind of the vision you have in your head for a wrestler. Did that ever influence you to as far as, hey, you know, am I going to be able to make it in this industry when I'm not quite what some of these giants are that I grew up knowing? Or did you say, no, not necessarily. I, I think I could still definitely keep my own. I mean, of course I wanted to do it, but like when I first started out, I was told that – I was told that – um. I'm not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? I'm too small. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you're never going to go anywhere. You're you're just too small. It's a big man's. It's a big man's sport. You're never going to go anywhere. But you know what I'm saying? I just I didn't let it deter me. I just kept going. You know what I'm saying? And then over the years, as 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 times changed, you see, you you just saw guys my size. You know what I'm saying? Start popping up and 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 getting opportunities. But yeah, in the beginning it was rough, man. I was just I just kept being told that. I'm too small. I'm never going to mount anything. You're not going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? So. Now, what what age were you when you decided that you were going to start looking for schools? What, when what age were you, and and how did that whole process start? Uh, not sure. Probably like probably about eighteen, nineteen. But it's like um, I, I really didn't know. I really didn't know where to look. But and the way I the way I came across a school was uh um every Tuesday in the Daily News uh this guy named Mad Dog Tearson he had a uh, a wrestling column in the Daily News every Tuesday so uh one Tuesday I saw that uh, there was a school opening near where I live at so I just uh, I just went up there and uh talked to the people and and um and I and I started training actually before that before that um. My cousin, he had said, uh, yeah, there's a school down South Philly. And um, so me and my cousin, we went down there. And it was ran by this guy named Hard Rock Hamilton. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with him. But uh, we went we went down there. And uh, he was interested in my cousin. Because my cousin is like, like 6'2", 250, 260. And Hard Rock Hamilton is a big guy. You know what I'm saying? And this was back in like, maybe like, I think this was back in like, 1999 or something like that so like hard rock was like the first person that told me yeah i mean your cousin can probably make it but you won't you're just too small you know what i'm saying so then um i didn't go there and then and then like shortly after that that's when i came across that um that column in the Delhi news about another school opening and i just went down there and you know what i'm saying got the got the wheels in motion well uh you know you keep getting told that you're not big enough so did you start thinking, well, I got to do other things to stand out, uh, maybe get better on, you know, promo skills uh, to compensate for not being the biggest guy? No, not then. I mean, I just uh, I just wanted to wrestle. I wasn't even thinking about promos. I was actually I was actually scared for a long time to, like, get on the mic and stuff like that. I just wanted to wrestle. So once I got trained, I, I was just like, um. I, I was just like, I'll just be a high-flying guy, you know what I'm saying? I'll just be flipping around, be the bump toy, whatever I need to do to get opportunities. And again, like, the, the character part and the promos, that didn't come until, long, until later on. When it comes to, obviously, breaking into wrestling, we've, we've talked to a lot of different people, and, and it's hard in the in the beginning to get bookings and to, mm-hmm. you know, find your way onto a card. Did you find that to be the same way after training? Um, and if so, what were some of the things that you did that kind of allowed you to get spotlighted and allowed promoters to make sure that they take a look at you? Um, I mean, I would just try to get on any show that I could. Like, when I first started, like, maybe, like, the first couple of years, I, I, I didn't even wrestle a lot because, like, I just wasn't getting booked, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, it, it just wasn't happening. Um, like, it wasn't until I got into CZW that I started wrestling more regularly. Before that, I'd be wrestling here and there, you know what I'm saying? It would be um, times where, like, 
I would wrestle, like, let's say in January. Then I wouldn't wrestle again until, like, April. Then again, not until, like, July. You know what I'm saying? It was just, like, it was just, like, scattered around for, for, for a while, for a few, for a couple years until I got into CZW. So it was, it was really rough in the beginning. I was just trying to get in wherever I could. Talk to us about the early days uh, in your career in CZW. What was that like? Um, what were some of the expectations when you were coming in there? And what were some of the guys that you worked with at the time? Uh, when I first came in, uh, I pretty much started uh, started from the bottom, like opening match stuff like that. Um, I like uh, I started in, like I started in CZW. It was like it was like it was like how guys get trained out of school. And then, you know what I'm saying, they start on student shows and then start in opening matches. That's how it was for me at CZW. I'd be in, like, the opening matches. It was to the point where people assumed that I got trained at CZW, but I didn't. But I started from the bottom and just worked my way up. Um, it was I was just booked against uh, other guys that, that, that didn't really have a lot of experience. Like, I was wrestling, like, uh, guys that were CZW students. And, you know what I'm saying? And then, um, as we kept going on and on, that's when I started working with, like, the guys that have more experience, and then like once, once blackout started, you know what I'm saying? Um, we were pretty much working with all of the top guys because that was an act that caught on. You know what I'm saying? So the company really pushed us. You know. Now CZW at the time that was that was run it was still run by John Zandig, correct? Yeah, Zandig. Yup. Yup. What What was your What was your take on John, and what kind of relationship did you have with him? What was your thoughts on? on him and his vision of what he wanted CCW to be. John, John was, um, he was really intimidating in the beginning. Like I, I was scared of him. Um, and I just wanted to impress him. I, I just wanted to impress him so that, so that I could keep getting opportunities. You know what I mean? And, um, for the longest time, like, like, uh, we didn't really, we didn't have a close relationship. It was just like, he was my boss and I was wrestling there. It wasn't until, um, Years later, when it was a time where when me and Joker left CZW to go to PWU, um, and then when we came back to CZW, when that happened, that's when that's when I'd say the relationship with with Zandig got closer. Then um, I was more comfortable around him. You know what I mean? And he wasn't intimidating anymore. It was just like he was like he was John. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, at first it was at first intimidating, but then after a while comfortable wrestling on the indies is is definitely something that a lot of wrestlers do i mean obviously nowadays we've seen people who have been wrestling for a few years they they get a shot at national Mm -hmm. tv but there's a lot of people who pay their dues and they've they've been you know journeymen and they've done a lot of things and they've got a a lot of great of experience was there anybody who you would say who gave you some great wisdom or some advice early on in your career was there anyone that took a liking to you yeah um a lot of the old heads um that i was around when i started i'm talking guys like old dog ron star charles gregory charles gregory was in a, a tag team called crash crew in the late 90s and early 2000s uh, flex wheeler uh there was a lot of guys you know what i'm saying and then once i got in czw john Dahmer was a really big influ- influence as a matter of fact like the whole czw locker room like when we got the CZW, it was at a time where um, you had to you had to you had to earn the respect, and like it, it, if you came in there working hard, guys will look out for you. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what Zandig saw. 
that's what uh, guys like Trent Acid, Nick Burke, and Adam Flash, you know what I'm saying, Messiah, B-Boy, all of the guys that were on top, Nick Gage, and you know what I mean? Like, all of the top guys, they, they saw that we wanted to come in and we wanted to earn it. So they were there for us. They looked out for us, you know what I mean? And I think that that's how it is. If you show that you want to do it and you have heart and you have passion, guys will look out for you. But if you come in half-assing it, they're not going to look out for you, you know? A lot of people will say, and I, I think it's been publicized a lot, CZW was kind of an extension, um, and, and I think John Zandig would agree with us. It was what ECW, uh, the mantra that ECW was, but yet taken to the next level. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I think uh, I see. I think Zandig was a big was a big ECW mark. I think he was. You know what I mean? So when CZW started, like his um, his vision was to just was to make it like crazier and better than ECW you know what I'm saying so it was like every show guys had to step their game up you know what I'm saying it was more blood more violence you know what I'm saying and and it worked you know what I'm saying that was uh CZW's big selling point you know what I'm saying and you know what I'm saying his his vision definitely worked because that there was a time where CZW was the place on the east coast everybody wanted to be in CZW you know and like we was running at that that ECW arena every month. Everybody wanted to be in CZW. You know? I always get this butchered and 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 I always get this wrong. And and Rip, please jump in here. Um the tournament, the tournament of death. Mm -hmm. Where where was that traditionally held? And it was on a farm. And I, for whatever uh, reason it keeps escaping Del my mind. Wasn't that in Delaware? Yeah, it was always it was always in Delaware. Um the early ones, I can't even remember uh, the location, but it was always in Delaware. Like in later years, it was it was it was at like at DJ's parents' house, you know what I mean. But before that, it was just always at like at a location in Delaware. And I think it was a situation of like with the athletic commission when it came to yeah. what what you the show was going to be mm -hmm. about. Um, what's uh, your thought? Uh, well, I say Pennsylvania does not allow nothing like like that. Nah. Nah, What's you can forget about doing that in New Jersey also, you know, so yeah. like Delaware was the only place that they could get away with doing all the stuff that they wanted to do. What's your thoughts on those types of cards or those types of events? Are you, do you think that it's a good idea still in this day and age? Or do you think that done sparingly, it can definitely have its effects, but sometimes the blood and the gore may become overkill at a certain point? I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of doing it. You know what I mean? I mean, there's definitely a market for it. There's an audience for it. So I can't say that it's overdone because you know what I mean. Like fans still love it. So if fans are still loving it, fans are still paying for it. It's still gonna happen. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I don't. Um, I used to enjoy watching it. You know what I mean? But it's like now, like I've seen so much. Like being in CZW, I've seen them do so much that it's like um. Like it, like if I'm if I'm gonna watch it, 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 it would have to be like uh, a couple of people that like I enjoy watching. You know what I mean? So aside from that, I don't, you know, what I'm saying I don't go go out of my way to watch it. You know. If you were to label yourself, and a lot of wrestlers don't like to necessarily label themselves as one specific style or one specific mm -hmm. way that they work, well, how would you describe the way that you work? Um, I would just say adaptable. Like I can wrestle any style uh like i've dabbled in like hardcore deathmatch whatever you want to call it. i've dabbled in it it's not my thing 
know what I mean? But like any type of match that there is, I can adapt to it and make it work. So I would just say uh, adaptable. I would say, I guess hybrid would be the word to use. You know what I mean? But yeah, I can do any style. Let's kind of jump into to NWA here. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it's a extremely well-known promotion. A lot of people tune right. in and watch it, and they got a great following right now. How did the whole opportunity with NWA come about, and uh, what was the kind of the genesis of that whole transformation from you going there? Um, homicide was a big was a big influence on that happening. Um, homicide is an agent there. A wrestler and agent there you know what i mean so uh and like with homicide homicide is someone that's mentored me for years he's mentored generations of wrestlers you know what i'm saying like he's like the godfather of the east coast bro so it's like um he looked out for me you know what i mean he put a word in and also pat kenny um who's vice president there uh i met pat kenny simon diamond i met him yep. years ago and in, in tna and uh, he was always good to me, you know what I mean. And uh, uh, he was trying to he was trying to get TNA to sign me at that time, but it didn't happen, you know what I mean. So it was like once Pat got in the position that he was in, you know what I'm saying. He looked out for me. Um, he reached out, uh, let me know of the dates, asked if I was interested. I said definitely. So then uh, I got on, and then um, we made it work, you know what I mean. And like. Uh, I'm enjoying it, man. Like, uh, I couldn't ask for more because, like, being in a company that has a, a TV presence, that was the one thing that escaped me. You know what I'm saying? I accomplished, like, like my biggest – the one thing that I wanted to do was go to Japan. I did that, and, like, everything else was a blessing. But, like I was saying, like, uh, being in a company with a TV presence, that escaped me. You know what I'm saying? And it was a point where I, I didn't I, – I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. I wasn't going to stop doing it because I wasn't ready to hang it up. But, uh this opportunity with NWA came at the perfect time because like, um, I was just like getting like really, really motivated again before it happened. You know what I'm saying? And then the opportunity came and I'm like, man, it's the perfect time. It's time to work now. You know what I mean? So, so went to NWA, did my thing and things are working out. We often find out when we talk to wrestlers, you know, a big reason why people either stay in the company or gravitate towards coming to a company is the philosophy of the company, who's leading the ship, and the locker room itself. Uh, talk a little mm-hmm. bit about what the locker room is like with NWA, because it, from me, from a fan's perspective, it seems like everybody's actually having a lot of fun. Yep, definitely. It's a it's a positive locker room. It's a positive atmosphere. Uh, like on the indies, there's there's some locker rooms where it's positive. It's fun. Everybody is there for the same goal. But then there's those places where it's a toxic environment. There's like there there it's real picky. You know what I mean? Like guys are over here, guys are over there. It's a lot of politics being played. That's uh that's not how it is in NWA, man. It's um it, it it's positive. Everybody is there to help each other. Everybody has the same goal. And another thing is, it's like um, uh, talent is uh, is um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're they're very, they're very open on talent expressing themselves the way they want to. Like there isn't any scripts, you know what I'm saying? When you cutting promos, you have you know you have bullet points, you know there's a point to it, but you you use your own voice, you know what I'm saying? You're not handcuffed, you know what I mean? And that's uh and and, and that's very positive. For artists, you know what I'm saying? We like to be able to be creative and innovative. And NWA 
it's an atmosphere that that influences that and you know what i'm saying it's a great fit because you you got a lot of you got guys that been to the top company in the world and you have um you have people that are that are that's been on the indies for a long time like myself you have people that that are trying to get experience so it's 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 a mix of uh people with different experience levels and everybody helps each other to make the product what it is uh, a good friend of the show and somebody we've had the the privilege to get to speak with is the Pope. And mm -hmm. from everything that I've gotten to know, and it, it, the, the great thing is, you know, they say never meet your heroes, right? Because they're going to let you down. But yet then there's people that mm -hmm. you meet that far exceed what you would ever expect. And he is a gentleman and he's a great human being. And he cares mm -hmm. about wrestling. He's got the total package. Tell me a little bit about some interactions you've had and in, in working with the Pope himself. Uh, what's what's that like working with him? Pope is a good dude, man. Like he's another one. Like he has like so much experience, and he's in and he's been in the top company in the world. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 made it. You know what I'm saying? So he's the type that he gives back. You know what I mean? It's like um. I've had nothing but positive interactions with them. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's real cool too, because like, uh, like I've, um, over the years I've met people that I've idolized growing up and you know what I'm saying? It was a, it was, it was a bad interaction. You know what I'm saying? I've met, I've met people that I idolized and it was good interactions. But like, uh, what, what I can say about Pope is Pope is a good dude, man. And he, and he looks out, man. He sees, and, and, and he loves wrestling, man. You know what I mean? So, Nothing but positive things about the Pope. He's a really good dude, man. Yeah, he's got a great organization where he gives back to Jacksonville. Yep. Um, and yep. it's it's so cool to see just the way his eyes light up when he talks about, hey, giving back and remember to pay it forward. And he's always yep. expressing those types of things because you never know when the situation can be flipped and you can be on the other side. And he says, I remind myself of that every single day. And I think it's the humility um, that just comes with maturity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A wiseness that comes with time that uh, the Pope brings. And I feel like he would be an amazing agent, amazing coach, uh, someone backstage with a, with a big role. I think he'd be perfect for that. Definitely. He's, he's smart, man. And like, like his timing, his timing is on. Like everything the dude does is it's like this. And like, you can't help but 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 learn being around guys like that. You know what I mean? Like 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 in the past I've had like uh you know like a couple brushes with TV or whatever, but with NWA this is the longest that I've been in a TV environment, and like I love it because I'm I'm learning from these guys that have so much experience. Like like I'm learning just being around them and then getting to like uh, sit under their learning tree. You know what I mean? It's making wrestling uh, fun again. Like, like I said, like my motivation started kicking in before I got there. But since I've been there, it's like the motivation is crazy. Like, I feel like I can do anything. I feel like I can walk in any company and just like and just like take off. But you know what I'm saying? NWA is my top priority. You know what I mean? So things are good, bro. Can't complain. I remember a time when people said that adding another wrestling promotion into the mix probably wasn't going to work, but Billy Corgan said, you know what? I think it can, and I think it will. Um, any interactions mm -hmm. with Billy as far as that? I mean, as far at the, the tapings or the TVs or anything like that, have you had? 
Yeah, all the time, man. And he's um he's very approachable, very open to, to ideas. Like there's times where like um like um so there was this one time at, at tapings in uh, St. Louis, we were out there cutting a promo and whatever, right? So then um with with in, in the promo work we when we the promo the promo is money, man. And uh when we came to the back, Billy was all excited, you know what I'm saying? And like Billy based on like uh, stuff that we were saying in the promo, Billy came up with like like a really great idea. Just, just you know what I mean? So it's like um, he watches, he pays attention, and 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 he's very um, he's uh, he's 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 very he's all about making the product as strong as it can. And like um, and he's he's one of the one of the big one of the people that's really like open to like talent expressing themselves using their own voice, man. Like um. He's a great boss to have, and he, and he knows his wrestling. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, um, people that are that are like from a different a different part of entertainment, they'll come into wrestling, and you know what I'm saying? A lot, of, and, and they might not know about wrestling. You know what I mean? This might just be like a hobby, but for him, he's all about it. He knows his history. You know what I'm saying? And and that's good. You know. Well, I also think you touched on a really good point. When when somebody comes in with a pair of fresh eyes from a different uh, part of the entertainment industry and they're able to look at it a little bit differently instead of working for a company who hands you a 20-page script and says, hey, you mm-hmm. need to do X, Y, and Z, and it becomes, it becomes less of who you are and more of what they want you to right. be. And in a lot of ways, that kind of strips you know, almost your soul, uh, as far as being a performer, right. because that's a big part of who you are is being able to mm-hmm. say the words that your character would say. Um, right. How hard is it to come up with, with a promo? Let me ask you this. You've been doing it a long time. It, it looks like it's effortless on TV, but I'm sure that there's a lot more that goes into it than meets the eye. I mean, it is, but it's like, um, like when I first started, like like I said, I was scared. I was scared of the microphone. I was scared of it. I just wanted to do moves and be loved for moves. But then, like um, as time went on, uh, I was just like, man, like uh, the people that are the people, like the the stars are the ones that have a, a character that's relatable, that's believable. The 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 people that make money are people that know how to talk. You know what I'm saying? So. So then I just um I just dove headfirst into learning how to cut a promo. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, cause like the the people that I idolize, a lot of them were like great talkers. You know what I'm saying? Tony Blanchard, Ric Flair, Ted DiBiase, Rick Rude. You know what I'm saying? Like th- those are the stars. Those th- they were stars, and it's because they knew how to talk. You know what I'm saying? So as far as like promos, I always have ideas. Like I, I like like um there's times where like um. I might be stumped a little bit, but um, but not for long. You know what I mean? For for the most part, for the most part, I, I'm able to just like think of stuff like this. You know what I'm saying? And like uh, it, it 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 it's it's I don't know, man. It's like um, promos is like <laughs> promos is promos is, is 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 my shit. You know what I mean? So it's like I don't know. When it's time to cut promos, I get even more excited than going out there to wrestle at this point. You know? Because like it's, that's like it, it's all about entertainment, you know. So yes, but it's one of those things that it's the it's the cherry on top of the Sunday. Meaning you can get it mm-hmm. done in the ring, but man, when you can grab that microphone and you can yep. just literally just reach through that screen 
and say what you need to say. It it accentuates everything else that you put into your product. And it's like, man, that's like the finished touch. And uh, I feel like a lot of people in today's wrestling, I think you'd agree, they struggle with that because I think mm-hmm. if they're not given a script, some of the, the people in other companies, they don't know what to do. They, they're not able to think on their feet. Would you agree with that? Right. Yeah, I agree, and and it, it's because I think some of them, um, they're so talented with the wrestling part that they might be a little bit scared of the promo and the character part. I know because I used to be that way, you know what I mean? But but like what we're doing is we're creating moments, and like I, the, and the audience is going to understand things that are said more so than the moves, like. The audience, they're not out there doing those moves, you know what I mean? So they're going to be able to relate to, to the talking. You know what I'm saying? They, they, like, like um, the things you say, like, that's going to have, like, that's going to get a better reaction than all of these dives and 450s and 630s and all that, you know what I mean? So it's like being able to talk, being able to put words together, that's where the money is at, you know? The wrestling part is important, but the character aspect is most important. Who would you say was a big contributor and a big influence on helping you develop a, a character? Or was that something that was just something you always kind of had inside of you? You were like, okay, I get my shot. This is what I want to do. Or was there somebody who said, you know what, you might want to try this or that, or I really think this would fit you? No, I always um, I always had it in me, but um, I was just sort of, I was just scared to bring it out. But then once I started getting comfortable with talking, that's when I was able to like gradually bring it out. And another thing that helped me being around Robbie Marino and Eddie Kingston in the blackout days, that helped me also because those two were like this. Give them the mic yes. and they're like this. So if you're around them all the time, you can't help but learn. You know what I mean? So it's like uh that 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 was definitely a big part of uh, pointing me in the direction of learning and understanding how to talk you know what i mean and then it's like uh like the character is just my personality amplified along with like uh little stuff here and there that i steal and make it my own you know what i mean so at this point at this point it's easy for me it's easy to like portray the character that i want to portray it's easy to go out there and get the audience to hate me or get them to love me you know what i'm saying it's fun doing it uh, Greg Valentine had given an interview and he had mentioned before that he said, I didn't really necessarily like the aspects that pro wrestling was. I always wanted to look at it and portray it as a real fight. I wanted to mm-hmm. lay it in. I wanted people to really believe that these were two people that had animosity with one another and who really wanted to go toe to toe with each other. And I'm so glad you brought up Eddie Kingston as well, because he personifies that as well. He's one of those people, Santana and Ortiz, they personify that. Mm-hmm. There's something about, uh, there's a handful of people that when they grab the mic, it's authentic. There is no BS right. involved. I feel like so much of their life experiences as well uh, have a lot to do with it, but it's just, I think those are the people who really connect with the fans. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. It's definitely all about life experience and stuff. Everything that you went through, your, the environment that you came from, and you just pretty much put it out and you just use your voice to express it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and, and those are guys that I understand because like all of us, all of the guys that you mentioned, we all pretty much come from the same type of environment. 
You know what I mean? So that's why it comes across authentic. That's why, like, um, when, like, guys like myself and the guys that you mentioned, when they're cutting promos, there's other wrestlers that'll get a little shook. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't understand it. Like, they might be thinking, like, damn, is he, is he, is he for real or is he, is he work? You know what I mean? So it, it, it's definitely all about your life experiences and just putting it out there authentically and just in real, you know? A lot of people run from the realness, man. No, they do. Absolutely, you're right. And I, I love it when they're, the lines are blurred, but it's blurred um, genuinely. And it's a situation where you can definitely tell the person is speaking from the heart. Um, mm-hmm. NWA ha- has been amazing for you so far. Are you still obviously taking bookings uh, elsewhere as well in, in between those things, or are you predominantly just sticking with NWA? No, I'm, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking other bookings as well. I am, definitely. You know what I mean? Because um, uh, right now, uh, like I said, the motivation is really high. And it's like uh, these indies that I do, I love doing them because like now I'm at a point where um, um, I can help younger guys. You know what I mean? Like my experience, I have that experience to pass on. You know what I'm saying? If I see people that have that, uh, that, 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 have that talent that, you know what I mean, I pull them aside and, you know what I'm saying, give them a little advice. And, you know what I mean, it's real cool that, that these younger cats, they come up to me. Ask me to watch their matches, you know what I'm saying? Ask me to critique it. What can I do better? Um, uh, I like your phones, man. Can you help me? So I love I love um, being in a position where um, guys actually want my help. You know what I mean? I love that now. I used to run from I, – I used to sort of run from it because, like, it, there's been times over the years where um, I'll pass on my knowledge to people and it go in one ear and out the other. And it's kind of frustrating, you know what I mean? And – um but now it's like uh, people are actually showing that love, showing that respect, and I appreciate it, and I love giving back. You know what I'm saying? I think whenever you do decide that you're done wrestling, I think uh, Billy would be a very wise man to make you an integral part of the company to help all of the the young upcoming stars. Once again, keep it in-house. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing that I've noticed that sometimes promoters don't do is that you know when someone decides they're they're done with wrestling, keep them, utilize them still because there right. is so much more that they still have to offer. Yeah, definitely. And um, as far as that goes, like uh, watching how Homicide navigates um, being an agent, that that also opened my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, like um, we we pretty much came from the same the same world, the same environment. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing someone that like when I when I came in. I idolized, you know what I'm saying, was mentored by, and now we're colleagues, you know what I mean? Um, it's like so watching him do it, I'm like, man, I can do it too, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm definitely open to, to like, um, like other jobs when I hang up the boots backstage to being an agent, a coach, you know what I'm saying, producer, whatever it is. I'm definitely open to that now where in the past I wasn't really open to it. I just wanted to be a performer, and that was it, you know what I'm saying? But um, those other backstage jobs, they're very important because it's like, you have to have generals in the in a position to further the business to help these younger guys. You know what I'm saying? And like, um, I'm able to like, um, like I'm able to like uh, adapt to anyone. So it's like uh, people from different. Like I can adapt to anyone. So it's like I know that anybody out there that needs help, I can help them. And and it's 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 real fulfilling helping people. Like when you when you um helping someone, and you see the light go off. You know what I mean? And they start. And they start getting better, you know what I mean? It, it, it's a great feeling. 
I'm a, uh, you know, just to let you know, I'm a school teacher and I teach um, more of an inner city, lower socioeconomic. And with the, the beauty of what I get to do every single day is I get to impact people's lives mm-hmm. and I get to help them see things and I get to help them realize that there is so much that they can do. And you're right. You know, just take a student in that situation or take a younger wrestler. When you're able to help instill that confidence in them and that that self-esteem and you're able to all of a sudden see that light go off, like uh, yeah. it's very, very rewarding. Like you, you may not have many life experiences outside of a birth of a child or something like that. That gives you that feeling of, wow, like I really had a big monumental impact on this person. Yeah, and uh, one thing about like um, having having positions of authority, like it, it it was always weird to me when like people are in a position like um, maybe they're like um, maybe they recruiting talent for a company or whatever, right? Um, they're the person that are being contacted by people that want opportunities. It's a very important job. It's a job that comes with trust, and 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 people are contacting them all the time instead of them getting back to everyone and being honest with them they'll just not get back to them i never understood it and to me if you can't like if you're in that position because you're trusted and you should obviously be able to multitask but you abuse that power you know i'm saying people are looking to you to get opportunities and you can make that happen for them but instead of doing it you know what i mean you you ignore them you just tell them some BS. You're not honest with them. That's that that's that's um that's always been weird to me, and it's a clown move. If I'm in that position, I'm going to help everyone. I'm going to be honest with everyone. Like you know what I'm saying? And being honest, you're going to tell people stuff that they don't want to hear. You know what I mean? But at least you're being honest, and along with telling them this stuff, you 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 tell them and show them what to do to get better at it, so that they can get opportunities in the future. You know what I mean? That's the key to it. So, you know, I mean, like, that's the one thing in wrestling that that really bugs me when people are in this position of power and they abuse it. It's like it's, it's, it's pointless to have that position if you can't. Multitask. There's like no such thing as too busy. If you're too busy, you're in the wrong business. You know what I mean? Because as you get that experience and that knowledge, you're going to be wearing different hats. You're going to be expected to do more and more. And if you can't handle it, get out, you know. You and O'Shea Edwards are, are cut from the same cloth, and it's just it's one of those things that makes talking to wrestlers who have walked roads and they're seasoned and they they know things, but most importantly mm-hmm. is how they want to help people. And I think, right? W- w- would you also agree that in in some companies before you have seen or maybe you've heard of so many people worried about losing their spot, and they will mm-hmm. literally do anything and everything to maybe not just prevent somebody from reaching the next level, but even sometimes let's be honest, sabotage or, you know, maybe put something, a bug in someone's ear. That's not even true just so they Mm -hmm. can protect their own spot or own ego. That definitely exists because I've experienced it multiple times over the years. Like it's something that's, that's like um, halted my career at times because someone might have an issue with me and they obviously don't want me to be in the company they're in so they'll uh they'll uh they'll they'll um put a bug in somebody's ear about 
um, me not being the right person or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I know these things because, like, people talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's it like, it, it's, it's definitely, yep, it's definitely something that, that has happened. Um, there's guys that'll be in a match with you, and because they don't want you to have a spot, they'll try to sabotage the match. Like, that's happened. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like so much, like, uh, clown stuff in this game that happens that shouldn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, if you worried about your spot, it wasn't your spot. Like, if you worried, step your game up. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I if I have a spot somewhere and there's somebody breathing down my neck, that's competition. That means I got to step my game up. And you know what I'm saying? And it's just, you just, you just got to stay sharp. You know what I'm saying? You got to stay on your toes. But you should never play politics. You should never keep somebody out of a place, you know what I'm saying, it, that's, that's pointless, you know, it, it's pointless, there's enough, there's enough, like, to me, to me, there's enough spots for everyone that's talented enough, you know what I'm saying, there's enough money to go around for people that's talented enough to get it, to, to, to hold somebody back from getting it is ridiculous. No, no, I, I couldn't have said it better, it's, uh, it's a situation that has plagued wrestling for a long time, and I'm sure it'll still play a role for, mm -hmm. for years to come, it's the politics game, and talking to Mikey and Jerry, they, they both have told me before. Um, Jerry Lynn told me, he says, I guess I was never good at it. I never really wanted to get involved in it because it was just not who I am. And I've heard some other wrestlers tell me, you know what? That's the part that really bothers me the most is that I'm not that person. You know, I can't put on this right. mask and pretend that I'm this politician when it's not really truly in me. And that sucks. Because it should yeah. be, you know, the people who are talented should get opportunities, but it, it's a cutthroat world. And that's just the way business is. That's the way life is. But it does. It absolutely sucks when people who have the abilities to help somebody shine or raise mm -hmm. them to the next level to help the company chooses not to. Yeah, wrestling is definitely um, an, an, an environment where uh, being honest and um, – being honest can like hinder your career. You know what I'm saying? Uh, speaking up for yourself and speaking up for the boys that can hinder your career too. You know what I mean? It, and it's, it's, that's, that's backwards to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you should want people that speak up for themselves and the boys. You know what I'm saying? You should want people that are honest. You know what I'm saying? Like you, what, what are you gaining from just lying and manipulating people all day? It's, it's, it's pointless. It's exhausting. You know? We're in January. Obviously, we're we're past the halfway point. What are some things, if we were to even refer to them as New Year's resolutions, what are some things that you would like to happen in the upcoming year? Is there anything that you, you know, when the holidays are rolling around, you sit and you think, well, okay, this year I really would like to do this? Or are there any 2022 bucket things you'd like to do? Uh, Yeah, I'd like to make uh, millions of dollars. <laughs> I think we are. I think I think, I think we all would. But um, as far as wrestling goes, um, I want to continue furthering myself in in NWA. I want to continue doing my part and making this uh making this product great. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of things I want to do in the wrestling world, man. And I think that uh, I'm in a position where um, I think all these things that I want to happen are going to happen. You know what I mean? Because I'm positive about it and I'm working towards it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just think like everything that I want to accomplish is is is, is, is going to happen. You know? 
All right, I got a couple of questions here for you. So the Ritster usually has a question. I think he's having some technical issues. He just messaged me, but um, it's called the Hot Tub Time Machine. So we're going to put you in a situation. You can go back in time, any time, uh-huh. any generation, decade, anything. Find a match, okay? You can take one person out of that match, put yourself in that match. What is that match, and why did you pick it? Uh, I would say, uh, uh, I mean, it was, it is, it is. Cause like, uh, cause right away, I just think about like nineties, new Japan junior heavyweight stuff. Like, like anything where it could be me versus Jushin Liger. Me versus Shinjiro Otani, you know what I'm saying? Anything with me versus Eddie Guerrero, or or me versus Eddie when he was Black Tiger, like um, anything with me versus Owen Hart. I mean, I it, it's really tough, man. It would <laughs> like it would just be any match where it's me versus one of the many people that's been that I've been influenced by over the years. Like, so I no. can't really pick just one. We will <laughs> go with that. But those, all those people you named are amazing. We will completely go with that. I, I also want to get your professional opinion on this. Who's somebody that wrestling fans should keep an eye out in 2022? Somebody who, you know what? Look out for this person because they are definitely making waves. Who would you say is on your radar right now to keep an eye on in 2022? Masha Slamovich. Like she's uh she's money and um uh who else let me see um Amber Rodriguez um uh, we've heard a lot of people say they're they're big fans of Darius Carter as well Darius Carter definitely why Darius Carter uh like Darius Carter would definitely fit in NWA you yes. know what I'm saying. Um, Darius Carter would fit in any company. Um, this guy is money. He's a money character. He's money on the mic. I think, um, Darius Carter is another one that like, uh, people are scared of him because he's so talented on promos and character because he's so authentic. Yeah. So, um, and, and I know cause I've experienced it and like, uh, someone like Darius, like I can see people. Um, you know what I'm saying? Trying to hold him out of companies because of his talent. Oh, and sure. again, that's backwards. And that's backwards. Like, why would you do that? You want someone like that in your company because you can make money with them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely, definitely Darius Carter. Um, another one is uh, Darius Lockhart. He's a really yes. talented brother. You know what I mean? Um, let me see. Let me see. Who else? Who else? Uh, I know as soon as we finish up, like a bunch of names are going to come. You're to just going to be like, oh, yeah. that person that, yep, 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 exactly, man. But yeah, that, but but definitely, just to recap what I said: Masha Slamovich, Amber Rodriguez, Darius Carter, uh, Darius Lockhart. Um, trying to think of, I'm trying to think of one more. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. You know I mean? think the I, I think a person who I think is going to do, I mean, they're already a star. And I think this year is going to be huge for them. It's going to be Jonathan Gresham. 
I think he's well, yeah, the, I, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Obviously, like I was trying to think of people of that, a new up and coming. Yeah, yeah, but but definitely Gresham, bro. Like that Gresham has all the tools, man, and and you know what I'm saying, and great wrestler, and um, and he can talk too. You know what I mean? Like for a while, maybe talking wasn't his strength. You know what I mean? But he's def he definitely knows how to talk. You know what I'm saying? He he's he's definitely on point with everything. He's a total package now. So many things that we can talk about. Uh, is there any chance that we could twist your arm to come back and do a part two? I would love to pick your brain on more aspects about your career and the wrestling business itself. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to. Definitely. Well, I tell you what, it is plug-o-mania time, which means this is the time of the show where let people know where you're going to be at. Obviously, talk about uh, where people can find your merchandise, all of that kind of stuff, social media, where they can follow you. The floor is yours. All right, cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, so uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everything is G's215. That's J-E-E-Z-215. Um, I have a pro wrestling tea store. I just made it. I'm slacking on getting the uh, T-shirts up there, but I'm going to have them up there definitely in the next couple of weeks. Um, I got uh, this Sunday. I have Pro Wrestling R and in, uh, in New Jersey. Um, I have uh, February the twelfth. NWA is coming to Oak Grove, Kentucky. Um, March uh, March fifth. I have On Point Wrestling um, in New Jersey. March twelfth. I have NEW Wrestling in Queens, and then I believe we have some NWA tapings also in March. Um, Everything as far as like schedule, upcoming merch, all of that you can uh, you can see on my uh, socials, Twitter, Instagram, which again is G's two one five for bookings. Hit me up at my email, theblackgees at gmail .com. That's also available on my Twitter and my Instagram. And um, again, bro, I appreciate you for having me, and uh, I look forward to doing part two. Absolutely, guys! Please, please follow him. If you're a promoter, hurry up and get your dates in now because. They're going to fill up fast, and you don't want to be one of those promotions that says, man, I would love to have love to have a talent like this, and all of a sudden the dates are gone. Follow them on social media. All you got to do is hit that follow button. Make sure that you show your love, and once again, always go out and show love for NWA, one of the best promotions that's out there right now. I fully endorse it 100%, and you know what? It has been a privilege and an honor to talk to you, my friend, and we'll definitely talk to you down the road. Thanks again, bro. Appreciate you, bro. You got it. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. All right, guys. This has been a great uh, episode of For Own Material tonight. We had great guests. I mean, I cannot even begin to tell you the church's money is money. Love, love that guy. O'Shea Edwards, love that guy. We also have coming up this Friday on the Front Row Material brand, we're going to have a great interview, a great, great interview with Stephen, or I'm sorry, Steve Pena. So please, by all means, don't forget, check us out on Friday. That will be when the show airs on our Twitch page, and we will also release the audio version. And so many things going on. I really, really love doing these interviews with wrestlers. Like We get to find out more about them, and we get to find out about the psychology that goes into wrestling. We get to find out the business aspect of it. We get to find out the aspects of the creativity and it's not just, hey, you wrestled this person. We go a little bit deeper than that. And I love this. I geek out with stuff like this. And we hope you do as well. 
it's a different side of wrestling, and it may be uh, not everyone's cup of tea sometimes, but I love talking analytics, and I love getting deep, deep, deep down the rabbit hole with this. Um, please, by all means, follow the writ, follow Front Row Material, follow everybody who's part of our panel. And once again, I apologize for not having a panel this week, but follow the butt, follow Liam Savage, follow Anton Heidnick, follow Moondog Murray, follow our guy from the NWO, Mike Cook. Uh, please follow everyone associated uh, who helps us out and, and makes this brand what it is today. Because remember, without you guys, just a bunch of friends sitting around talking about wrestling. All right. I'm 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 done. I'm done talking. I'm parched. Uh, I got my Golden Girls cup right here, Betty. Uh, miss you. Miss you, Betty. Love you. But uh, my girls are reunited in heaven again. For everybody here at Front Row Material, once again, I am Mike Freeland. We enjoyed it. We'll catch you next week.